Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we're breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch the Sunday blues. Welcome to the No More Mondays movement. So just a heads up, everybody, I do want to let you know that there is a brief conversation about suicide in this upcoming conversation. So please be aware if that is a sensitive subject for you. Hello, and welcome to No More Mondays. I am your host, Angie Callen. The expectations of others can throw a real wrench in our career plans and professional goals. And today, you're going to meet Corey Logaitis, who is all too familiar with the role expectations of others can play in the professional paths we take. From the assumptions our parents make for our futures to the constraints of our relationship with spouses, there can be a lot of external factors that come into play and impact decisions that we may have made differently if left to our own devices. Corey's story shows what can happen if you do just that. You take charge of your career path, make decisions based on your own goals for the future, and you just step into and own them. Now you know why I love her, and I am so excited to get to know her more. We're going to hear her story and the challenges that she's faced, the crossroads that she's navigated that have landed her where she's at today, which, by the way, includes an appearance on a TEDx stage. Y'all, Corey's the real deal, and I am super excited to welcome her to the No More Monday movement. Corey Lowe, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me and for that amazing intro. <laughs> you are welcome. You know, the resume writer in me really like has fun figuring out how to do a, a fun little intro. So uh, I, I would love for our listeners to hear a little bit more about all of that, just in your own words. And we have so much to talk about, but let's start off with the good old elevator pitch. Tell Tell me and everybody else out there a little bit more about you. You got it. I'm going to give you what I've always referred to as my Reader's Digest version of my life story. Uh, so, so I have a super expensive piece of paper that says I could draw well. So I went to art school, which therefore meant that I graduated and I couldn't get a job. So I was waiting tables. This really, really annoyed my father. My father at the time was the third generation running my family's business. And I was literally the first person in my family to graduate with a degree. So he made the suggestion that maybe I should come work for the family's business. You know, I could start off as an entry-level graphic designer, see how I like it. Uh, So I agreed to it. And I basically blinked. And 15 years later, I found myself running the entire operation as senior vice president. I never, ever anticipated being in that kind of a role, but I absolutely loved everything that I did. But along the way, things never really felt like it clicked. You know, I love the people I worked with. I obviously love my family. It's a very important value for me. Uh, But I found myself really kind of not feeling fulfilled and I couldn't really put my finger on it. And at one point in my career, I had gone through a very difficult stage. It was probably two or three years where during the course of it, I was in an, I had a miscarriage. I was in an abusive marriage. Uh, and I ultimately had a baby and I ended up getting divorced when my son was only five months old. So here I am trying to hold everything together in my personal life while also being responsible for, you know, my family's business and everything that was going on with that. And I was completely overwhelmed. I was, you know, in denial that anything was wrong, but I never really allowed myself to think that things could be different. 
there was always, you know, and you had mentioned earlier the expectations of other people. You know, I knew I wasn't happy watching my son essentially grow up through my home security camera systems with somebody else raising him, but I didn't think I had any other way out. Ultimately, what ended up happening was I was the one to discover my post-divorce partner died by suicide. I was with him for over a year. It was one of those things that, you know, we were supposed to be getting married, have kids, the whole thing. And all of a sudden, I was starting from zero again. I remember vividly standing on the lawn of his apartment, waiting for the police to arrive, because one thing that they never tell you about if you're a suicide loss survivor is, and you're the one to discover them is you have to be cleared <laughs> that you're not a suspect before you can leave. So I was like, oh, crap. You know, I remember sitting there waiting for this, and it's like trauma upon trauma. But looking at the sun and thinking to myself, everything you knew this morning is now no longer a reality. Like everything can be gone in an instant. What are you doing with your life? Why are you choosing to live your life this way? Really, that was a turning point. I, I put in my notice, you know, I was stepping down from the family business and I went into business for myself. It was within a matter of a few months because of my business background and everything I had built, you know, with my family's business to that date, I had the skill set to know what I needed to do to land clients within a couple of weeks. I, because of my digital media background, I built an audience of over 40,000 people online within about six months. And within the first year, I landed my TEDx talk. Now I work as an entrepreneurship coach and I help other people navigate that same type of experience and see those same successes for themselves, whatever that might look like for them. And that is the Reader's Digest version. We're going to go back and build some chapters out of it. I, uh, so I think you and I, are you the class of 99? I am. I thought so. When I was looking at your LinkedIn profile and I'm like, she's a class, so am I. So in my head, I'm doing it. I know I'm knowing exactly what is happening in the world, what's happening in mm -hmm. technology during this same trajectory. And generationally, you and I are in a very, very similar place. So I, I kind of resonated with some of that. So it's really interesting to me that everything has come full circle because the way you were working in the family business ended up really inspiring the way that you work now in your own entrepreneurship. I want to know what was like, what was going on your, in your head at this time and really that crossroads that you landed at that got you to say, you know, I need to go live for my own expectations. What was the wake up conversation going on in your head? You know, immediately after, you know, that event, I really kind of went inwards. Right. And grief has a very, very funny way of really putting your life in the now in perspective, uh, which in hindsight, I am truly, truly grateful for right now because I would not have had the introspection that I needed to really get to where I am today. So I was doing a lot of work on myself personally, immediately following that event to be able to cope and process my grief. Part of that, too, was really coming to terms with what was it that I actually wanted right? Because what I had thought I wanted was just literally taken away from me, you know, through that, through that suicide. So here I, I had all my eggs in that basket thinking that that's what it was that was going to make me happy. But truth was, that was just one element of what it was coincidentally. And actually, I didn't mention this in the Reader's Digest version, but I think it's very important. Maybe two or three months before the suicide loss, I had put myself back into therapy. I, I went back to the same therapist I worked with during my divorce because I felt like something was off and I couldn't pinpoint what it was. And the type A person I am, it bothered me, right? That I couldn't figure out what that was. Yeah, we aren't good at not having closure and answers. The truth was I was depressed and didn't even know it. And it was a result of my career. So by the time that actually happened, 
you know, meaning the suicide loss, those seeds were already planted that it was time for me to make the move. But it more or less kind of moved up the timeline that the timeline should be now. And sometimes you need that external force, whether, you know, I say this to clients who who maybe wanted, always wanted to have a career change, but there's a million excuses and the expectations and the golden handcuffs or whatever it is, those other factors at play that aren't our own that keep you from doing something. And sometimes you're pushed off the precipice, whether that's being fired or being laid off, or in this case, the pandemic really shook a lot of people awake. And I remember just from being a career coach, there was like the influx of people who wanted to change careers was astounding to me because the world was changing. And they're like, oh my gosh, I get to do something more fulfilling or better with my life before the world ends than whatever I'm doing now. And so there's a lot of different wake up calls that can come and trigger you into action, but you need to also be in the right mindset and space to see them and act upon them, which I think is what the kind of like universe was working for you in those few months leading up to that kind of like final precipitating event. Exactly. And the, the one thing too, that I wanted to mention, which I think is kind of crazy is maybe it was right before I had actually gone to seek out the therapist, you know, not knowing that that was going to be something that was going to be really important for me to manage that whole transition. I had seen a psychic as part of a, a Super Bowl party, which is the most random thing on the planet. <laughs> the Super Bowl party, they had a psychic there. That's another podcast episode. Why was there a psychic in a Super Bowl party? That's another podcast episode, but it was so funny because the psychic was like, you need to find a therapist. And she couldn't tell me why. And I was like, all right, well, I'm feeling weird anyway. So, I'm like, so I'll go do it. Well, and, and not only are you and I cut from the same cloth generationally and, and when we graduated, but similarly type A, we are not yeah. people that deal very well with feeling funny because it's no. like, it feels like a loss of control. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think the important message here is that you don't have to do this by yourself. So no. support, mm-hmm. it, the, it doesn't make you weaker to go seek out support to deal with big, big issues, whether they're, well, big or small things that are really dis- disrupting you from, from kind of stepping into your worth. And, and, and that was pivotal for you. Yeah. So important because before that, before my loss and the grief, I honestly never accepted help from anybody. It was the first time I was more or less forced to, because if I did it, my kid wasn't going to have me taken care of. The business wasn't going to run. You know, I had to accept people's help and it was very, very humbling. Well, let's all remember, I mean, you had a very, you were a new mom with a very small child as all of these things unraveled. And so Mm -hmm. you can't, what's that saying? You can't fill from an empty cup, everybody. So exactly. (laughs) um, And and speaking of hope, we do want to remind everybody out there that if you or somebody, you know, is in despair or having thoughts of suicide, please call or text the National Suicide Prevention Hotline 1-800-273-8255. Which brings me on to kind of like segueing onto this. This is really, really interesting timing, Corey. I was at a conference last week and the opening keynote speaker was a man named Jovan Glasgow. And teaser, he's going to be on an upcoming uh, episode of No More Mondays. So this is a cool theme here. But his whole opening message was about thriving through adversity. And I feel like you are just a great example of that. And sometimes when you go through this many deeply emotional, personal things at once, the only thing you can do is channel them into and motivate yourself into doing something for good, which is really where Validate Your Biz Blueprint came from and was born. So talk to exactly. us a little bit about, about how, you know, the low really turned into a high and that those bad events really turned into a blessing. So talk to us more about really stepping into your own business and what you're doing at Validate Your Biz Blueprint. 
That is such a beautiful segue into this question, by the way. You set this up perfectly. Um, Well, really, when I started my business and even in how I operate my business now, my, I don't even want to call it my mission because it's not necessarily my mission, but it's more my core value and belief is that I truly believe every person placed on this earth was placed here with natural gifts, education, and experience. And it's the expectation that we should be using them to help and serve others in some kind of capacity. It should be our own expectation, because since that's such a common theme of this episode, mm-hmm. we should expect to be able to understand and find out what all of those things are. But I, I, I personally believe it's a force greater beyond ourselves, yeah. not yeah. other people, quote unquote, but yes. like for whatever the reason is that we were put here. Right. So that made it much, much easier for me. And that's part of how I was able to process, okay, how do how does somebody go through miscarriage, abuse, divorce, and suicide loss all within a span of five years? That's like how long it took. Um, which is a lot, but ultimately I had to go through all of that so that I could be doing the work that I'm doing today. And there was a lot of things that I learned about myself, both personally as well as professionally, during that five year span that I take into my work today. Even taking something as simple as, you know, using my art school degree as an example, I went to school specifically for video production. Like that was my thing. I was a video artist and I'm even still using all those skills now. I do YouTube. I love filming video. I do a lot of short form stuff, you know, reels, TikTok, that whole thing. I say that's almost even more relevant now than it was 20 years ago when we were in college. Exactly. Which is why I really, really, truly believe that whatever it is that you're collecting, you know, along the years, it's preparing you for what's next. I 100% agree. Right. So whatever version of yourself that's soon to come, you know, and you said type A2 earlier, and it so resonates for me because I always want to force things. Learning how to allow and see who is coming to me and who I could help as opposed to kind of forcing a solution on people. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that there was this trend because I was that kind of fourth generation entrepreneur friend, people would come to me to like, ask, how do I get started? Uh, Or I've wanted to be a business owner, but you know, I don't know what to offer. From there, I, through helping people with the specific, you know, challenge, I've learned that I do have a natural gift for helping people figure out, okay, based on, you know, what you have, you know, natural talents, education, you know, certificates, what you went to school for, so on and so forth, and your life experience, uh, what do you have to offer people and what should you be charging for it? You know, because really so many people, they undervalue what they have to offer people. And because they undervalue themselves, they never see the financial success that they need to be able to make a living off of it. So for me in the work that I do now, specifically with the Validate Your Biz Blueprint, it's not, you know, the promise of the program is not to get you a six-figure business, even though many of my clients have gotten to that point. The point of the business is to take you from a point where you don't believe in yourself and you don't believe you have the ability to be an entrepreneur and to validate that you do have the ability to do it by landing your first paying client, right? That's the whole purpose of it. And we figure out what to monetize, how to monetize it, how to put it out there, who to pair you up with, how to go after them and really get validation, not only from the marketplace, but validation for yourself that you can. So I would like to introduce everybody to the new host of No More Mondays. Her name is Corey Lowe, <laughs> and she thinks exactly like me. So you want to? Here's what's funny. So I talk about this stuff, but it's so validating to hear everybody else hear somebody else talk about it because, right. <laughs> similar to you, I have a gig, a literally gigantic piece of paper. It is an oversized diploma. I don't know why CMU gives us diplomas this big, but I have a very expensive oversized diploma that says I can be an engineer. 
Oh, and I'm go. not. And I am not. <laughs> However, much like you, through a journey that I couldn't quite realize, it's come full circle. And I did use it for eight years. And then I didn't use it for eight years, kind of. And now full circle, that's an element of my coaching because it helps me understand technical professionals. And so mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things that we've talked a little bit in the past about like you're, you arrive at this conclusion and the culmination of that experience, your skills, your education, and your knowledge that really tells you what your unique value proposition to the world is. And mm-hmm. I love that you're helping people figure out how to then turn it into a vocation because that's where the magic happens. Exactly. So we're going to get right into some practical advice here. And I'm super excited to see what you say, because mm-hmm. a lot of people out there have that, like, I've always dreamed of owning a business. I've always wanted to do my own thing. I think I'd be really great at being my own boss. But because of all the aforementioned expectations, uh, golden handcuffs, whatever limitations we placed on ourselves, we don't actually do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm throwing teasers all over the place, but I'm actually writing a blog post about this right now. <laughs> that idea of like, you can just start stepping into it. So I want to know what practical advice and actions you have for people who want to push back against that voice that says they shouldn't or they can't. Um, yeah. What do you like? What do you tell people out there? What's the first step they can take? Well, the first step that they have to take, and I know for people who have been thinking about it for years that haven't actually taken action on it, usually the number one thing holding them back is fear of failure. And that fear of failure is rooted in that they don't know what to expect. They don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. And unfortunately, ain't no one can make you confident but yourself. <laughs> you can't nope. pay somebody else to make you confident. Nope. So in order to be able to do that, you have to proactively get clear on what it is that you do not know about starting a business and then getting that education, whether it be through, you know, having discovery calls with coaches or searching YouTube or even Google, right? Just to find out what's out there. And then from there, that's going to help you intuitively if you trust yourself you know, intuitively know, okay, well, this resonates for me. This makes sense. This is the direction I want to go in. And then at least you have a, a, you know, step one, you know, on where to start. Whereas just thinking about it incessantly and not actually taking action, which taking action going out and researching is an action. Uh, then from there, that'll actually get it in motion. So, Amen, Corey. Preach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Some of this is a little like, it's easy. To, it's easier said than done, but you can't really fail as long if you do put the right steps in motion and you mitigate risk as much as possible as you shift into this, or even just as you explore it. There's nothing wrong with learning and understanding what it looks like, and like you said, understanding and knowing what you don't know. Mm-hmm. But there's also that that idea that the fear of failure is, and that's a lot of that is rooted in the in the inability of us to be vulnerable and just external, you know, external perception. But at the very, very least, you're going to understand something, you're going to learn something, and you're going to know, and and you're not going to mm-hmm. look back and go, man, I wish I would have tried it. Well, the other thing I ha- I feel is important to add to this too, and I think you'll really appreciate this, Angie. I joke about this all the time. When you think about it, entrepreneurs are literally literally professional failures. They have failed so many times at so many different ideas that they eventually made money off of one. Do you know how many businesses I've started out there? Man, my Monday? Me too. Like, I'm probably, I, well, I did count. I think it's somewhere in the low to mid teens. Yeah. Me, me as well. Yeah. And one it, was an epic, mm-hmm. epic, epic failure. Like we really could look at it as a failure. However, it is, it was the 
bottom of the barrel event that set me up to own, own and start to start and own career benders, which has been the mm-hmm. biggest blessing and exactly the intersection of gifts, purpose and vocation. So mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, you're kind of supposed to fail because all of that stuff makes you stronger each time you take another step forward. It's the job description. There you go. <laughs> Oh, that's like the easiest job description I'll ever write. There you go. Right. The practical advice Corey and Angie has have for you is if you're interested in entrepreneurship, go fail. Right. There you go. <laughs> that's really, really constructive. So I want to spend, I got to ask real quick about the TED mm-hmm. Talk. So I want to know what that experience was like. What did, you, what did you speak about and how can people go and listen and watch? Sure. Uh, so the experience was incredible. Uh, TED Talk is not something I ever anticipated doing. It was one of those things where, you know how um, there's that saying that other people could see your you know potential easier than you can? Mm-hmm. Uh, my very first coach that I worked with, she was like, oh, you should give a TED Talk. And I'm like, I've never spoken on a stage before. You're crazy. No. She's like, your story is important. You should give a TED Talk. And then I would hear it from other places. And then the universe would start sending me Facebook ads for professional speaking courses. And finally, I was like, you know what? Okay, cool. I'll, I'll do the course. I'll <laughs> learn how to be a speaker. I'll figure this out. And long story short, I ended up getting the very first TED Talk I applied for. That's amazing. Um, it's amazing. It shouldn't happen, but it did. And it's I, the universe, I guess, wanted me to give a TED Talk. So I gave one. Um, and it was an absolutely incredible experience in that the TED Talk essentially set me up for doing the work I'm doing today. So pre-TED Talk, the when I was still coaching, but I was coaching more very established entrepreneurs. At that point, you know, people who have been in business like 20, 30 years. Yeah, that was almost um, more like business coaching or business consulting. Exactly. I was more doing business yeah. coaching. I, I did divorce coaching for a little bit. That was one of my fails. Uh, okay. But yeah, so I was more in that space. But after the TED Talk in particular, that's when my phone started lighting up that people were asking me, like, how do I go into business for myself? Because I very much shared the same story that I shared here. But I have a framework that I use that uh, helps people coach themselves through dealing with overwhelm in particular. So if you, you feel overwhelmed and you feel stuck, right? There, it's one of five things that causes it. And they all begin with a C and they're really easy to remember. It's either you have a lack of clarity uh, in where you are today and what you want. It's a lack of confidence. Again, you, you're the only one who can build up your own confidence. So you're responsible for, for fixing that. It could also be your community, the people surrounding you. If they don't support you or believe that you could do it, you'll never be able to do it. Um, uh, confidence community um, conditioning is the fourth one. That's your physical health and mental wellness. You know, you can't pour from an empty cup. And lastly, it's consistency. If you're not consistent, you're never going to get what you want, right? You can't expect to get you know extraordinary results without extraordinary efforts. That is some spot on alliteration, Corey. No wonder that they talk got accepted on the first shot. Even if it was, now we know the universe talking via Facebook ads and Google ads is really just big brother watching. But if we want to call it subliminal messaging to get you to go apply to the TED talk, you didn't think you needed to apply to, hey, we'll take it. Because, and that's a, that's a spot on everybody out there. Please write down those five C's. Will you say them one more time, Corey? Clarity, confidence, community, conditioning, consistency. 
I would say those apply to if whether you are in your own business, whether you're a happy employee, whether you're a leader, whether you are trying to job search, I would say those five C's apply to all my job search clients. It's probably Definitely. a similar framework that I follow Anything as well. Anything you're overwhelmed with. Mm-hmm. Anything you're overwhelmed, just sit down. And I think the clarity piece is the foundation of everything that follows those four C's mm-hmm. and everything else that you're going to do. So mm-hmm. that is, that's a, an amazing piece of, of advice just in and of itself is yep. sit down and focus on those five seasons. See where, see where it takes you. See if, see if everything's aligning. If that right. community piece isn't right and you don't have the right people around you, that's a big red flag, for instance. You are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So as, as Jim Rohn said. I'm super practical and tactical with how I coach and I have a feeling you are too. So Mm -hmm. I like to get as much advice out of my guests as possible. So we're going to play a little game. It's called rapid fire recommendations. It's usually more like really slow fire recommendations, but (laughs) are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. What's your most memorable travel destination? Most memorable was probably Kuzadasi, Turkey. Oh, you got to tell us why. Man, it was the most stunningly beautiful place I've ever been. And I had the opportunity. I'm not uh, I'm not super religious. I would say I'm spiritual, but not necessarily religious. And I had the opportunity to go to the House of the Virgin Mary. And it was the most incredible, energetically feeling place I've ever been. I just can't, I can't describe it, but it was an amazing trip. An undescribable destination is definitely memorable. That's an excellent right. answer. Give us a good book me- recommendation. The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle will change your life. That book sits on your shelf and you pick it up exactly when you are meant to pick it up. Uh, what's your favorite movie? Man, if you asked me this when I was in high school, I would have said The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like that's like not an appropriate answer as an adult. I don't know why. I, I really don't watch a lot of movies nowadays. Okay, there you go. I live in the mountains of Colorado, so I have to appreciate that because of where it was filmed. Right. And uh, are you a podcast listener? What's a podcast that you faithfully listen to? Uh, Denise Dufield Thomas. She's a, a money mindset coach. I really enjoy her podcast. It's a nice mix of like entrepreneurship stuff plus like mindset. Which I think also aligns to your like 5C framework as yep. well. And of course, this is a show about Mondays. So what is the first word that comes to mind when I say Monday? What day? <laughs> I don't even I don't even pay attention to what day of the week it is anymore. So someone's like, "What day is it? What? What, what day?" That's amazing. The so the only other uh, like super fun answer to that question we've ever gotten is Angela Santi, who is like this fabulous, glamorous Italian. Her word for Monday was "manye." So I feel like the two of you get combined. So it's like, "What day, manye?" <laughs> <laughs> That's so uh, when you don't know what day it is, something's either going exceedingly right or really, really wrong. We're going to lean on right. A for you that uh, every day is a productive day and it doesn't matter what day it is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. So Corey, this has been so, I could like talk to you all day. Uh, I want to know, so we're going to start to kind of wrap things up, but um mm-hmm. I want to know where people can follow along with you, find out more information about the business. How does everybody stay in tune with the great work that you're doing and follow along in your journey? Perfect. Well, you can find me again, Corey Logaitis. I know it was difficult to pronounce. Never mind. Remember how to spell. So you can find me on the internet at Corey Lowe, C-O-R-R-I-E-L-O.com is my website and every single social media platform I'm on, you can find me at I am Corey Lowe. 
That's a great handle, by the way. And uh, I just hit her up on LinkedIn. So now you can find her there. And if you go to nomoremondays.info, we'll link all of that stuff in the show notes. Because in case you haven't picked up on the last you know, half hour of conversation, this is somebody you need to be following, whether you're an entrepreneur or not. And as we, as we kind of bring it at home here, we're going to ask for one more piece of advice. So what's your gold nugget? What's the best piece of advice you have on what our listeners can do to get one step closer to career and life satisfaction? Uh, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I'm going to kind of restate it because I think it's important. I also mentioned this in my TED Talk as well. If you want to lead an extraordinary life, it requires extraordinary action, right? So whatever actions you're taking today if you would already have the results you're looking for, if that was sufficient. So you're going to always have to go over and above. And when things get difficult, that means that you're starting to level up. So just always remember, extraordinary life requires extraordinary action. Perfect. I love it. Mm. Now we have two titles for this podcast to fight over. <laughs> but that is great. And, and, and typically when great resistance comes extraordinary things are right behind it. So thrive through, it. That's great. thrive through adversity, everybody. <laughs> and Corey is a testament to doing exactly that and the amazing things that can come through it. Corey, thank you so much for being part of the show and joining the No More Mondays movement. Thank you so much for having me. This has been an amazing conversation. We always love hearing from people who have successfully navigated career and in Corey's case, life crossroads to chart a path to success and fulfillment. And there's some amazing advice here, folks. I hope you are feverishly writing things down and you're going to go listen to this because uh, there's, there's more than a nugget or two worth of wisdom in this conversation. And for all of you out there listening, I would love, love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays. Leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. It is a huge help as we continue to inspire confident professionals everywhere with amazing stories like Corey's. If you'd like to leave us comments, feedback, guest suggestion, or again, grab the show notes and contact information from this show and follow Corey, visit us online at nomoremondays.info. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your professional life and find career satisfaction. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info for all the details, show notes, and recommendations from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com.